All right, Steph, I got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. So what's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> <laughs> a distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good was. book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book, honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes & Noble. Yes, and? And our website, KevinAndSteph.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what, what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we have a very fun conversation with Stacy McKay, who is Columbus Radio Royalty. And listen to when Steph goes nuts as she finds out she and Stacy went to the same college. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Friends, we want to encourage you, wherever you listen to this, please subscribe right now so this content will come to you. If you haven't already, we also want to encourage you to rate or even write a review for us on Apple Podcasts. This would help us out more than you know. And if you enjoy this podcast, would you mind sharing on social media and invite others to be part of our community here? If you tag one of us or our business page, then we can then even repost it. We are so thankful to you for listening and sharing with your friends and family. Steph, are yeah. you ready for this conversation? This, not only am I a huge fan of her, but she just popped on and we're wearing the exact same sweater. So I feel like we're already bonded. I'm so excited. You both have great taste. We totally right? do. That's true. Friends, <laughs> with our next guest, you might recognize her voice. And that's because she's been on the radio for pretty much her entire life. She is a wife, a mom, a fellow podcaster, and... Columbus Radio Royalty, and she's an award-winning co-host of The Morning Show on Sunny 95. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Tell Us a Good Story, Stacey McKay. Wow. Kevin, Steph, thank you both. Thank you both for that. And, and we are twinning, by the way. We totally are. So, yeah, we are. We're, we're simpatico. So, I'm <laughs> feeling good about this. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Stacey, for saying yes to us. We absolutely appreciate it. And so... The first thing I want to ask you, of course, you are a co-host on the radio show, Bobby and Stacey in the Morning, from 5.30 to 10 each weekday, which, by the way, should actually be called Stacey and Bobby Show, but that's a, that's a, side, that's a side note, whatever. But what time do you have to wake up to be ready to be chipper and your fun self by 5.30 in the morning every single day? That sounds like a question all of the guys I work with would ask. <laughs> really, Stacy, what time do you have to get up to be in a good mood? Now, <laughs> I, I get up about, I used to get up at about 2.45. Oh. Um, and now I, I let myself sleep in till 3.15. So I get up at 3.15. But, but here's the deal with that, because 
I don't need that much time. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, it doesn't look like you spend that much time on yourself. <laughs> um, but I like to get up, take my shower. I like to have coffee. I like to get on the internet and go through stuff and look at news and entertainment and all the stuff that's going on and do all of that before I even get there. So I do a lot of prep work at home in the morning. And But yeah, 3.15, my alarm goes off and uh, I'm off and running at that point. All right. So you're on the radio. Do you feel like you need to be put together when you go in? Like you look fabulous right now. Your hair's and makeup's on point, cute outfit. Do you feel like you need to be like that on the radio or you're like paired a ponytail, no makeup? How are you? Well, first of all, thank you. You're very kind. Um, second of all, um, I do get myself at least somewhat put together. Now, I will say since COVID, I don't get up and get all... I. I look at pictures of me pre-COVID, like everybody has their their point of view as they're looking at themselves themselves pre-COVID. And usually they'll, you know, they'll notice something like, look at us standing close to each other or look at us hugging or look at all the people we're around. I mean, that was just a year ago, right? Right. I look at it and go, why am I so dressed up? <laughs> <laughs> why do I look like that? And I get really annoyed with myself because I always had a dress on or at least something nice. So I don't know what I was spending so much time getting ready for because I didn't need to do it. No one sees me. Although now we're on online all the time. We do Facebook Live and Coffee with Bobby and Stacy. And so I kind of was complaining about that the other day. I said, you know, I got into radio for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be camera ready all the time. So but I think we've all gotten used to that, right? I mean we all have learned you have to maybe step up your game and the tricks, you know, of how to be ready from the waist up and not worry too much about it after that. Gosh. So Stacy, if you are getting up 3.15 in the morning, God bless you for that. Jeez, that's some <laughs> commitment. But what do you do when like the Super Bowl's on or Ohio State's playing in the Sugar Bowl? Do you just get two hours of sleep that night? Do you just like, nope, I'm just, I'm just going in now. Like, how does, how does that work? Well, I, what I do is I just tape it and I, I go to sleep at a, at a good hour. That's what I'd like to tell you. Um, but what I will tell you is I stay up. I stay up <laughs> and I watch the whole thing and then I'm all wound up. And so sometimes, yeah, sometimes I'm like, you know what? There's no hope. I'm not going to sleep. Or right. sometimes I'll just lay down and I'll tell myself I'm taking a nap, you know, and then I get up an hour or two later. So, you know, it's just one of those things. I will tell you back when I started this a very long time ago, because some might call me the Betty White of radio, I've been doing this a long time. Um, I used to <laughs> just come in, you know, after being out with friends and stuff, I just come in and do the show and never have, you know, gone to bed or whatever. So, but that, but that was a long time ago. Her club and outfit on just <laughs> hop right in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I clearly that that's all in the past. Well, Stacey, let me share with you how you came across our short list of people to reach out to for our podcast here, okay? So I have a cousin down in Lancaster, Ohio. Her name is Angel Lavoy, and her birthday is on October 21st. Oh, yeah. Okay, and so I reached out to wish her a happy birthday this past October 21st. And she responded with, thank you very much. I have the same birthday as Mrs. Stacy McKay, who I love. And I'm like, that is somebody we should contact. Aww. So so we reached out to you. You said yes. And 
um, I reached out to Angel this week and said, hey, by the way, we're having a conversation with Mrs. Stacy McKay. Would you like to give us a question to ask her? And she's like, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. So this is from my cousin down in Lancaster. Okay. And her question to you, Stacey, is what has been one of your most memorable and rewarding experiences as a public figure radio host? And I should probably put this in context. Okay. So outside of being a guest on Tell Us a Good Story, what has been one of your most (laughs) memorable experiences as a public figure and radio host? Well, first of all, thank you. That's very sweet of her. Um, and I'm glad we share a birthday. I'll have to make sure to say happy birthday to her next year. But um, I remember we've we've raised millions of dollars now for Nationwide Children's Hospital. Um, and I've worked with other charities too. But one particular time I remember, there was a young woman, a young girl, and she'd been in an accident with her dad. And she was going to be okay. But she was going to lose her leg. Mm. And normally I wouldn't go into those details, except that the reason why this is so special, and I'll never forget it, was um, they came to me and said, would you be willing to talk to her? Because she's feeling a little nervous and she's going to be going into surgery tomorrow where they were going to take her leg. And would you talk to her? And I said, yes without thinking about it. (laughs) Um, And then I started thinking, I'm like, wow, trying to maybe feel like what she was going through. I didn't know. I had no idea what she was going through. Um, But I thought, well, you know what? Just do what you do and let's listen to her. And, you know, because I thought, what could I possibly say? If I were a, a teenage girl and I was going to lose my leg, I don't know what anyone would be able to say to me. Um, but I met with her and we chatted for a while and I just listened to her and she's just a beautiful girl, just a beautiful girl. And you could tell she was, you know, nervous and I, all the emotions that she might've been going through. Um, but at the time it, it's weird because at the time Paul McCartney was um, I think dating Heather, the gal that, had been an amputee. Her right. name was Heather. And I don't know why, but you know, my radio whatever kicked in. And I just asked her if she knew. And she said, Well, no. And I said, Well, he's got he's a he's the Beatles. You've heard of them, right? And she's like, Yeah. And I said, Well, he's he's very popular. He's got all kinds of money. And he is in love with this woman who lost a leg. And she's beautiful. And he doesn't look at that. He doesn't see it as anything that keeps her back. I said, and she does a lot of stuff for charity. And I said, you are going to be okay because your beauty is in more than that. And I, I don't remember everything I said. It's not what I said that I'm trying to um, highlight. It's that I had the opportunity to be with her and to make her smile. You know, I, I didn't say everything perfectly, but it touched me because I feel like for a moment, maybe it took her mind off of it. But later she had sent a note and said, you know, how much that meant to her to be able to do that. Maybe not always saying the right things, but to be able to have some kind of conversation like that um, is means a lot to me. I'll never forget it 
those are the moments that I feel grateful to do what I do. Um, I've had an opportunity to hold, I don't even know why, parents called and said, would you guys be willing, I know you do the children's hospital thing, our baby isn't going to make it. Would you please come and and visit our baby and hold our baby? Oh, we my. just want, you know, and and so you do. And again, it's like, if you have touched their heart in some way, um, and they ask you to do those things, of course you do them. And those are things we don't really talk much about on the air, but those are the joys of my job. Just because as difficult as it might be, it's even more difficult for someone who asks you to do it. And for whatever reason, if you bring them some comfort or just let them feel like their child matters um, or that their child won't be forgotten, because I'll never forget that little baby boy, um, then it's worth it. And so those are the things we meet lots of celebrities and I love to do that. Um, but it's touching real people. I mean, who gets to do that? Who, you know, I'm just, I'm very grateful for those moments as difficult as they are. Those are the moments that I think I'll, you know, I carry them with me forever. I was not expecting that answer. I wasn't either. That's amazing. Very heart, heartwarming. Oh my for gosh. Sure. Are you surprised then Stacy? how much people feel like they know you then from being on the radio. And of course you're sharing your personal life. You're sharing details about you know your daughter, your husband. So then is it surprising when you have moments like that, when someone sees you in public and you're like, Oh my gosh, they know a lot about me. Yeah. It, it, it's weird at first. Again, it's, it's really cool. Right. Um, but at first, um, you know, when you'd go out and I remember being out getting my dad something for his birthday at some point and this person coming up and saying, oh, I listen to you all the time. And oh, well, thank you very much. And she's like, what are you getting? And I said, oh, I'm getting my dad a birthday present. And she like started going through my cart. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll love this. And I was like, wait, okay, <laughs> this is a thing. So yeah, okay. And I just remember thinking, this is bizarre. Um, but it was very sweet. And I don't, I, the fact that she felt that comfortable, like she knew me, right. is very cool to me, you know, and people will remind me of things when I forget them, you know, it's, oh, no, no, no. You know, they know the timeline of when I met my husband they know the timeline of everything. They know how my husband and I got engaged. They know my daughter, Olivia, um, live. It's funny because um, she was so little. We did these little jokes every day on the air when she was little. We okay. call it living punchline. And I remember being, I think we were in Dayton um, one day at, at an antique show. And she was little and, you know, we're in the restroom and she's going potty and being a big girl. You know, we're having the conversation and she's, you know, having a conversation with me. And I, <laughs> next to us, oh my God, is that Livy from Livy's Punchline? Oh, no. Just no. this boy in the in the next stall, and I was like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> "Like, how did you know that?" And she said, "I recognize both of your voices. I mean, it's just like the oddest places." <laughs> and live, I remember going, "Mommy, am I a celebrity?" <laughs> like, no, <laughs> you just recognize our voices. But it was so funny. I mean, there's little moments like that, but it's awfully nice. I mean, it's nice, you know. When that happens, but it makes you laugh sometimes because it's in the oddest places. I mean, we're going to the restroom and hey. <laughs> no way. That is funny. 
Well, Stacey, we like to give listeners some fun facts of our guests, okay? okay? And I have not shared this with my wife at all, okay? So intentionally, I left this off. Now, my wife, as you will see, is very animated, very excited. This is no act, Stacey, <laughs> at all, okay? This is her all the time. So when I go through this list, you are going to see an authentic reaction, I guarantee, from my wife, okay? You ready yes, for this stuff? I'm ready. All right, so Mrs. Stacey McKay. Of course, outside of co-hosting a morning radio show, She's got extensive background marketing and PR. She's written monthly columns for Columbus Parent Magazine. She's host of the MomCast podcast, by the way, which is a very cool name, Stacey. Oh, thank you. That is very good. A few months ago, Steph, she actually interviewed Harry Connick Jr. on her podcast. What was he like? I was going to say, can we stop there? Let's stop. What was he like, I guess? Oh, my gosh. Can I just tell you? Um, you know, sometimes you meet people or get to talk to them and they're not maybe what you are expecting. Yes. When I'm, what I'm saying. So, um, he was so sweet. Really? He was so kind and so sweet. Yes. I adored him. It was a fun conversation and he couldn't have been nicer. I mean, you know, we chat before we start. So everybody gets to hear kind of what you know, gets edited out or gets edited in. Um, but he was the same guy. And he's just a dad, and he loves his girls, and he loves his wife, and he's a great guy, and he's cute. And he's cute. <laughs> and he's who who yeah. is one of your favorite people you've ever interviewed? Who? That's uh, that's always a tough question. You can give me multiple. <laughs> um, well, I'll give you one that makes me a nerd, and okay. one that makes me a nerd for sure is Barry Manilow. Okay. Um, Huge fan of Barry growing up and um, interviewed him several times and always so kind and patient about, you know, the fangirl coming out. Um, but when he was in town many, many years ago, um, he did a three night, you know, three night show, like a three night, three concerts. And he let me host all three of them. No way. And, no, he let me sit right off the stage. He put a stool up there. And they let me sit right off the stage. And I was there every single night and sat through all three shows because I'm a huge fan. And the last night he called me to his dressing room and said, thank you. And, and took a note from a gal who had lost a child and he sent her a little note. I mean, he was really kind. So he's one of my favorites. Um, most of my favorites tend to be the people that I loved growing up. Okay. Um, John Bon Jovi, have to say. He's yes. Oh, John Bon Jovi. Okay. Please tell us about that because I <laughs> saw a picture that you had, Stacey, on it was either Instagram or Facebook. And it was you with John Bon Jovi. I'm like, holy cow, is this like she's not at a wax museum. This is real. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now this is the when the real fangirl comes out. Okay. If anything happens with John Bon Jovi, I always say if if John Bon Jovi sneezes. People send me a note on Facebook or Instagram <laughs> to let me know because I'm such a fan. But yeah, we got to go. Uh, a program director that was at Sunny a few years ago when they came in um, worked it out. So there's another gal, Michelle, at our radio station and I, and everybody knows that we're the Jovi girls. We're Bon Jovi girls all the way. We go to all the shows together. And he got us backstage. No way. And Yeah. And we went to the dressing room. Richie was still with him. In okay. fact, Richie, it was his last show before he walked. 
Okay. So um, we got to go back. We got to hang out with John. And I was just a typical, I couldn't speak. <laughs> and when he came over, he finally said, are you all right? You know, we were chatting and I just, Michelle was really doing a good job. Like she's the one on the radio. I was the one that couldn't speak. I just kept staring at him. Uh, <laughs> he probably thought. And so finally he goes, are you all right? And I said, yeah, I just, and this is me. Yeah, I just, I'm afraid I'm going to pee my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, well, I hope you don't. And I said, well, I haven't. And he goes, well, I think you're doing okay. I mean, he was very sweet. And then we took the picture and he was very kind. He asked about, he asked about our lives. Um, so then there was that. Then we got to see him again. We got to see him again when he came through um, when Richie wasn't with him anymore. And we got to go on stage. Wow. And we got to do all stuff, all kinds of stuff before the show. So we have now, you know, kind of a relationship with John. You totally feel. do. Yes. Um, we're good friends. Really good friends, John Bon Jovi. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we even, when we heard they were up for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, she and I booked the trip, you know, to go to the Cleveland thing. And and got our hotel and everything before they were voted in because we knew they was going to get in and they got in. So we got to go and we went to the Rock Hall of Fame and watched the whole thing. And yeah, we're a little pathetic <laughs> when it comes to. Stacy, can you tell my wife's on the edge of her seat right now? I, I don't know if you like, can see that from here. Oh my god! <laughs> and he's 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 lovely. He's a lovely person too. Well, oh, okay. that's awesome. I also saw you had a picture with I think it was Steve Martin. That you had met as well. What was that like, Stacey? Oh, Steve Martin. That legend. Right there, that was like the cherry. I don't know. I mean, I always have hope for bigger things in life. (laughs) But that, I don't know how that will ever be topped. The One of the marketers and someone at the radio station got together because they did a little bit where they have this girl walk on at the in the middle of their show. Okay. And you walk on, play a little part. It's just you. I got to do that. I dressed up. I got to walk out on stage and be a little part of their bit. And then they asked me questions and stuff. And I got to hang out backstage. And I got that goofy, stupid. I look so just so much like a fangirl. (laughs) But there are certain people that like their tops on my list. And that was it. I don't know how I would ever. I'll never get over it. I'll never get over it. And. It was Steve Martin and Martin Short. Um, Steve Martin was, I mean, I couldn't have, he couldn't have been nicer. And Martin Short was nice, but Steve Martin was so kind and, and just, just a lovely, lovely person. And that picture, um, my husband was with me and he tried to take the picture in the phone, like something went wrong with it. And Steve's like, here, give it to me. And he fixed it. And he's telling me how to fix my phone. <laughs> he was just so and he's like here okay let's try again and he took several pictures unfortunately i look the same (laughs) (laughs) but another perk of my job and i just i will never get over it never get over it how did that happen i don't know but i'm very grateful for it so Uh, when that fangirl comes out i can imagine her husband right me being in his shoes just like shaking his head like okay here we go sure let me take a picture of you guys yes here we go honey right right well can i tell you my husband is is wonderful because it is tough it's something that you have to um get used to you know when he first started coming to different events with me he said i just feel like the guy holding your purse Mm, and i said i don't 
there, I try to include him as much as I can, but some things you cannot. And he's super patient. I mean, it takes a special person. First of all, they even want to be with me. But second of all, there's a lot to put up with, with my job. Um, I remember the first night right after we were married, the first time he heard my alarm go. Oh, gosh. 45. I'll never forget it. Because, I mean, we had a whirlwind romance. We we dated a total of four months and got engaged. And then like two months later, we were married. Um, and he traveled a lot. So when he was first home, we're first married, and my alarm goes off on Monday morning, and I just see him sit straight up and go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> talking in Home Alone. It was the biggest scream. And I'm like, welcome to me. <laughs> see, luckily now I have my Apple Watch. So I can set my alarms without waking him up. But he that was a bit of a struggle for us. <laughs> I bet. Because 315 is, or 245 is, is early, early for a lot. Oh, yeah. Very early. Man. Yeah. So. Okay. So you have all of these amazing people that you've been able to meet, right? Is there any time where you're supposed to be talking to somebody and the PR set it up and they come to talk to you and they're like, I don't even want to be here. Like, and you're just like, you're pulling things out of them. And it's so uncomfortable. Just to have a conversation. Yes. How are those situations? You know, you try to do the best you can. I I guess we've been doing this for a while, but you can tell. You can tell right away if somebody doesn't want to be there and doesn't want to do it. And so uh, we always just try really hard to be kind. And, you know, if you start asking them, like, I always just joke around with people. I don't. Um, typically, you know, just read their bio and give what do, you know, give the questions that the PR person tells you to give. Uh, Okay. Because the first thing I found is the PR people actually have one set of standards and oftentimes the celebrity has another, they don't care, you know, oh, don't look at them or don't say this or don't like that. Most of them, they're like, no, that's the PR person. Don't worry about it, you know? And maybe they're just being kind. Some of them, you know, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you, know, you don't want to, don't say this, don't say that. Um, Wait, did you just say heard, don't look at them? Yeah, there's some that, it, you know, don't, you know, make eye contact or whatever. Oh, my. I had a celebrity, I'm not going to say who, we had a, an artist come through and we did a meet and greet with them. And I remember walking up and putting my hand out and saying, hi, my name is Stacey McKay. And he said, I don't care. I don't. I mean, and he was serious. He's like, I don't need to know your name. I do a hundred of these every day. Just do the interview. Oh. And I was like, whoa. How rude. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, it kind of knocked the wind out of your sails. And it was something we had to do. And mm-hmm. there were people behind me our listeners that we're going to get to meet him. And it's like, oh my gosh, I don't care if you're nasty to me, but please be nice to the listeners because they're not used to that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they're, they're there because they're fans. Right. And I think that's the, I I think that's, I don't mean to be judgmental, but I think the worst thing you can do is disappoint fans because I, I look at that from the listener's point of view when we bring people in or watching them meet people. We did a lot of meet and greets, you know, where you take people backstage and, it's kind of a big thing to people, you know, it's like me talking about Bon Jovi. Anyone we're taking back there, they're all excited. Mm. It's like a highlight of their life. So you want them, you know, want someone to be nice to them. Right. So you've also, correct me if I'm wrong, Stacey, and this is kind of part of my list here of stuff. Sorry. She's interviewed 
George W. Bush, mm-hmm. President Obama, mm-hmm. and President Bill Clinton. Oh my goodness. Right? Now, I don't yeah. know if they were presidents at the time. Um, I know W. was not president at okay. the time. He, you know what's odd? Because even though Barack Obama was after, um, I wasn't involved in that conversation as much. My co-host was. Um, but W. is the one I remember most just because he was he was actually kind of funny. Was he? <laughs> yeah, he was kind of funny at the time. And he was, I think they were just in a limo and someone handed them the phone. You know, it was one of those things. Again, they talked to like a thousand people. Right. Uh, and I think um, Bill Clinton also, that may have been, he may have been running or if not, he was running the second time. But um, yeah, I remember all of them, but I remember George W. the best only because he kind of went off the script and he was just, you know, having a good time. You know, he talked about his parents and his kids and, you know, just kind of off the cuff. It wasn't um, as much about politics, um, but that could be because he, you know, who knows right. <laughs> what it was. Maybe they get tired, but um, they were all good. Mm-hmm. Anytime you get to talk to, I've also talked with, uh, this goes way back. The first president I ever spoke to um, was Gerald Ford. So Really? That'll give my age away. Yeah. He wasn't president, obviously. Um, but that was my first presidential interview. And it didn't go well. It didn't. Why? Well, yeah, why? He wasn't, he wasn't very nice. Oh. But if, if, and those of you who don't know who he is or a lot about him, um, you can Google that. And he had a lot of trouble with media. So I think he just, you know, he didn't like media people. And I was in college. So, um, and he was older. Well, so. plus, Stacy, I mean, plus he went to Michigan as well. So, right. I mean, that's yeah. probably part of it. He's a UM grad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. It's good to have those happen because you learn from them. That's right. true. Approach people a different way because sometimes you say things and you don't mean them the way someone might take them, you know, and you have to kind of look at it that way. That's the first time I realized, even though I was in college, oh, he's not responding to me as a student. He's responding to me as someone from the media. Oh, you know, right. there's a difference. There's yeah. a difference. In your career, is there anyone who you still hope? to talk with or meet? Yeah. Um, I would love to talk with Paul McCartney. Oh, I would love to talk to George Clooney. Um, Tom Hanks. I would love to talk to. Um, I'm, I'm a couple of the presidents I missed out on. So um, I always feel bad about that. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. I mean, those are the the big ones. Fascinating. Okay, so Steph, finishing my list here. Oh, sorry. Oh, fun I, yep, facts. I'm so okay. Boring. Yep. Stacy, for multiple years in a row, her and her former co-host, Dino, were voted the best radio personalities by the Best of Columbus Awards. Obviously. Obviously. Does not surprise me. Award-winning. And... A proud graduate of the Ohio State University, Mount Vernon Nazarene <gasps> University. <laughs> Shut up! Really? Yeah. You're a NAS girl? Yeah. So, Stacy. <laughs> oh I, my goodness! Outside <laughs> of maybe Harvard graduates, 
I have never seen alumni be so proud to go to the NAS as Steph and other people I have met. And so that was the reaction I was waiting for. Yes. MV, it, when I went, it was Mount Vernon Nazarene College. Uh, me so, too. Back yeah. in the day. Back, back in the day. Yes. But it is MVNU now. And yes. both my sisters went as well. Um, so yeah, I'm a grad from there. Oh, I'm, have you been back? You know what? I've been, I was back a long time ago. Uh-huh. A long time ago. Um to help, I did something. They had an anniversary at the radio station or something, but no, I haven't gone to the like the reunions or anything like that. Oh the homecoming my goodness! Weekend. I all you know, it's one of those things. We're not even that far away. Yes, and I always say I'm going to go, and then I don't. So I don't know. I'd like to take uh, my husband and live there just so they could see, because um, my husband graduated from the Ohio State University, and my daughter has high aspirations for where she'd like to go. Mm-hmm. And I want her to see all of the different sizes and things like that. Absolutely. To, to Yale. So <laughs> and I try to talk her out of that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm assuming Stacy's in the Alumni Hall of Fame there. She totally, she has to be. Has to be. Oh, I don't she, think so. I don't think so. Really? Well, I'm going all right, to we write may have a to nomination. Send a vote. I'm going to send <laughs> Send a vote in there, Stacey McKay. All right. Clearly, clearly an oversight. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Steph tells me that I say, on average, probably five dumb things per conversation of our (laughs) podcast. Okay? So, we don't do this live. We record this, right? And I can edit out anything dumb that I say. With you, you are live. That would make me so nervous knowing I can't edit anything. If uh, my co-host says a cuss word or a guest says a cuss word on the air, how how do you manage that, right? Have you had any kind of crazy, interesting moments being live where you can't edit something out with a guest or a co-host? Well, uh, on Sunny, um, we do as much live as possible. I mean, some of the things you do record, you, we record them. And for that reason, but you know, back in the day, we would take phone calls live all the time and it was just constant. Um, and we have something called a dump button okay. on the radio. So um, if somebody says something, we're in an 11 second delay and we hit the button and it jumps ahead 11 seconds so that never happened. You basically have 11 seconds from the time somebody drops whatever they're not supposed to say. Okay. Boom, and then it just sounds like a little glitch to the listener. It just sounds like something skipped. Um, but what it does is we skip ahead and that never gets on the air because there's that delay. So that, and I will say, uh, we have used it. We used it recently as a, <laughs> with a winner who you know was just excited. Oh, really? <laughs> And said something and then went, oh, my God, and well, didn't make the air. We're like, we can't. You're gonna, but please, next time, let's not be a potty mouth. Um, but um, we haven't had to use it that much. I mean, in years, everybody, when you go to Sunny 95, I think you have people that would not use that language anyway. Um, and then also being live. I mean, that's kind of the beauty of our show. Um, you want that reaction. Yeah. So. I mean, that's part of the the draw of it because you never know what your co-host is going to say, even though you kind of have a conversation about it. Everybody always says, did you script that? Well, 
know you can't script that. We know what we might talk about, but that doesn't mean we know where either person is going. And then we open it up with our producer and Clark, who does news too. And that's the fun of it. You know, even though we know each other really well, what is that other person going to say? And how are you going to react to it? Um, so, no, I love that. Um, now, MomCast, that's a little more like you do your podcast. Um, we record that. We might do a, a Facebook Live and do part of it that way. But that is a little more comfortable. So, tell us more about the MomCast podcast. Like, How long, how long have you been doing this? And it, obviously, it's tailored to women and mothers and the issues that they face on a daily basis. But can you tell us more about that? Yeah, um, we've been doing this maybe four years, I guess. Um, and that's that's all it is. Um, it's a continuation of what we do on Sunday 95, really. Um, even though men and, list, men and women listen to Sunday 95, and that's great. I mean, that's a different kind of vehicle. But we do have a lot of women, a lot of um, moms. And so this is an opportunity. We use it as an opportunity to talk more in depth about things and any kind of topic that is of importance to moms. Um, you know, any just, I, we don't want, I, I think it's important for people to feel like they're not alone. I have an only child. So I often would find myself when she was really little wondering, Oh my gosh, is this the right thing? Is this the wrong? Is this normal? I don't know. And so that's kind of what it is. It's a safe place and we have fun and information. And sometimes we get to talk to celebrities. Um, we've talked to Brooke Shields, um, Melissa Etheridge. We get to talk to some celebrities too about being moms, which is cool. So um, we've got that vehicle too. Very cool. Well, listeners, for more information about Stacy, you can go to her Instagram account at I am Stacy McKay or her Facebook page at heystacy.mckay. Also, make sure to check out her MomCast podcast. Well, Stacy, thank you so much thank for saying yes you. to us. This was absolutely a blast. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you both for asking. I appreciate it. And I wish you all the best with your podcast. What a, I love the idea. I love the good stories. That's what it's all about. Oh, thank you. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to support this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts. You can rate and review this episode. Also, for those who have asked us how to financially support, you can go to kevinandsteph.com and order one of our books of You Met Her Where. Thank you so much for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. 